0: As so I prayed through the readings and the actual feasts that we're celebrating today, two things kind of came to me. Number one is, what are we celebrating? And second is, what does it have to do with my life? What does it have to do with your life? We celebrate these feasts year after year. And there, is it just to honor the person? Or is there something deeper there? Now, I presume everybody knows what we're celebrating today. But just to be sure, I won't call on you. I just want to know if... Raise your hand if you know what the assumption is. Good. That's most of the church. Just in case you don't know what it is or you were lying when you raised your hand. <clears throat> the assumption is Mary being assumed body and soul into heaven and her body not experiencing any form of decay. So she is her body is no longer here. And a priest friend of mine said one of the strongest and perhaps Yeah, the strongest evidence to show that this dogma of the Blessed Virgin Mary is true is that we don't have any relics of Mary. Now, a relic is like a bone, right? The first class relic is a bone and we have a lot of relics in the church, but there is not one single church anywhere in the world that claims to have a relic of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which you guys is astonishing because we have relics of some of the weirdest stuff in the entire world. I mean, we have the tongue of St. Anthony of Padua. I've seen it. It's, in, it's incorruptible. It's just his tongue. You don't look shocked. We have the heart of John Vianney. We have the head of John the Baptist. The kneecap of Francis Xavier. We have relics. And then some of the churches in Rome boast just it's just straight up ridiculous one of them is they say they have a vial of the darkness of egypt you know like the plague when darkness covered egypt somehow you know like a little egyptian slave went out and like had a little glass tube and like caught some of the blackness and put it in a tube and they boast that they have the darkness of egypt and yet and yet not a single church Not a single place in Christendom says that they have a relic of the Blessed Virgin Mary. On top of that, if you ever get a chance to go to Ephesus, Ephesus is where tradition holds Mary went with St. John after the crucifixion. There's this little house that's called Mary's house, and there's a spring of water that wells up. It has healing, it's like Lourdes, you know, it has healing properties. But they excavated around the house and they found that there was one single tomb, And then around that grave was circled all these other graves. And they were all facing in, facing that tomb. We presume that that tomb is the Blessed Virgin Mary's. Guess what? No body. All the rest of the tombs have bodies in them. Not the grave of Mary. Because she was assumed body and soul into heaven. And so we're celebrating today where she is gone, we hope to go. Now, listen, I've led a lot of pilgrimages in my life, especially to Europe, to Rome. One of the number one questions I get asked is where are we going? Right? As we're walking and walking and walking, and it's hot and people's feet hurt, they're like, Father, do you know where you're going? Are you lost? I have never been lost. But that is a question that goes through every human heart where are we going? What is life about? What's the point of all of this? And today, Christianity gives us an answer. Mary shows us that we're going to be divinized. What does that mean? It means we are going to partake of divine life if we live as she lived. You and I are not mere mortals just doomed to death and decay. C.S. Lewis wrote about this. He said it perfectly in his little essay called The Weight of Glory. He said this, It is a serious thing to live in a society of possible gods and goddesses. To remember that the dullest, most uninteresting person you can talk to may one day be a creature which if you saw it now, you would be tempted to worship. I mean, look at who's sitting next to you. You would be... You guys... You would be tempted to worship them when we are divinized. We are meant to experience that. And Mary shows us that. And not only does Mary show us the destination, where we're going, she shows us how to get there. Obedience to God. Surrender to God. The only way home is to live as she did. Not getting your way is the way to heaven. That's the narrow road that Jesus speaks about. But our society hates this. We hate obedience. Disobedience is everywhere. I don't know if you know this about me, but I love bumper stickers. I think they're clever. I, I love well, I think I love them when they're clever or witty. And some are funny, some are just dumb, some are straight up lies, most are political. I like mine. I think mine is clever. Mine just says, on the back of my truck, it says John 21.3. Does anybody know what John 21.3 is? Anybody? It's not as pious as you think. It's, I'm going fishing. <laughs> I think that's clever. My brother, he had one, and it said, I survived Roe versus Wade. Which I thought was a great bumper sticker, but numerous times him and I would be driving together and somebody would, you know, that cause that that in that whole topic gets people fired up. And so people would drive up and like flip us off. Which was hilarious because when they actually gave us the finger and saw that there were two priests in the car, they were like terribly ashamed. So so apparently it's okay to flip off normal people, but not priests. Anyway, the one that I I want to actually bring up is one I saw, if you can believe it, in Portland, Oregon. Someone once told me that Seattle is where the devil lives and Portland is where he vacations. But that bumper sticker said this, obedient women are never remembered in history. And you can imagine that the woman that had this on her car was probably a raging feminist. And just never, you know, obedience was this thing that, you know, enslaved women. But it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that bumper sticker is ridiculously wrong. The most remembered woman in the history of humanity was obedient. Obedient through her whole life. Next to Jesus Christ, the most known person in the world is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And her obedience radically changed the course of human civilization. But we hate obedience because obedience forces us to kill our ego, to go against our wants, wishes, and desires. And we live in a feel-good culture. In that kind of culture, obedience is a restriction. But I think it's probably the most neglected virtue of the Christian life. It's neglected in our relationship with God, with children and their parents, husband and wife, student teacher, coach player, it's everywhere. Why? Because we are selfish. We're selfish. And selfish people don't change the world. Self-sacrificing people change the world. And yet in our culture, so many are sacrificing obedience to God for obedience to the world. I do what I want, when I want, how I want. It's my life. They don't listen to Jesus. They don't listen to the church. C.S. Lewis, again, I love this quote. He said, like a good chess player, Satan is always trying to maneuver you into a position where you can only save your castle by sacrificing your bishop. I can hang on to my kingdom, but the only way I can do that is to sacrifice my faith. And what has this done? It's led to a depressed society, an anxious society, a broken society, an addicted society, slaves to sin. And through it all, Mary is saying to us, especially today, it's not about you. It's about him. That's the beauty of our mother. When you look to her, and I don't know how Protestants get this into their head. And so if you want to go out and talk to a Protestant, we do not worship Mary. We love her. We hold her up as the highest and highest honor of our race. She is the quintessential disciple. And how we got into our heads somehow, or they got into their heads that we worship her is beyond me. We honor her. We love her, just as we all love our mothers. She encourages us to be obedient to God. And when you look to Mary, Mary is doing one thing. She's pointing to Jesus. As she said in the scripture, do whatever he tells you. That is her mantra for life. And so no matter what's going on, she teaches us to persevere, to trust to surrender, no matter what cross you're standing under, to not give up, because he will have the last word. Mary, help us to never give up, to persevere, to not get discouraged, to not be anxious, to not despair. Help us, blessed mother, to be attentive to God's voice and obedient to his word as you were, so that one day we may follow where you have gone, amen.